Good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am grateful to be here. I am glad to be here. Balloons. Balloons are like happiness. Lori was telling me a story earlier today about a school teacher handed a balloon to each one of her kids, said, blow it up, write your name on it. She gathered them up all together, took them out into the hallway, scattered them around from one end of the hallway to the other, came in and said, now kids, you have five minutes to find the balloon with your name on it. On your mark, get set, go. They ran out the door, shoving and pushing and grabbing balloons and throwing them in different directions, looking for their balloon. Five minutes came and went. Nobody had found their balloon. She then said, everybody come here. This time we're going to do it a little differently. I want you to go out there and grab a balloon. The first balloon you grab, look at it, see whose name it is, and find the person whose name it is and give them their balloon. This time, within two minutes, everybody had their own balloon. There's a lot of lessons in that. I look at it this way. Oftentimes we've heard say, I've said it, happiness isn't something that you can pursue. Happiness is something that ensues. You know, I think back, we talked many times about stories and experiences and the responsibility and the opportunity we have to capture those stories and experiences. A couple of years ago, I told you about a month that I went an entire month asking the question, can I be the answer to somebody's prayer today? I could write a book about that month. Towards the end of the month, I want to reiterate with you a story that I told you about then, but just hit a couple high points. If you recall, at the end of that, I... I ran into, Lori and I met a man on a bicycle climbing an extremely steep hill in southern um, Utah in over a 100 degree temperature, pulling a trailer behind him on his bike. Now, we didn't just stop. We went right by him saying, shouldn't we give him a hand? Can we be the answer to his prayer today? <laughs> Fortunately, we pulled into a rest area. And in that rest area, he caught up and came in and I went over and started talking to him. And I learned certain nuggets. I could take the next hour talking to you about everything that I learned from him. A brief synopsis. He was born in Portland, Oregon. At age two, his mother died. His dad moved the family to Dallas. His dad was abusive. At age 14, Rick ran away from home. He still graduated from high school, staying with friends. He then got a scholarship to college. He graduated from college. He married a woman that was a CPA. They had two children. One is now a successful businessman. The other one is highly schizophrenic and has been since birth and demanded so much of hands-on care and attention that caused a rift between Rick and his wife and they ended up getting a divorce. Rick ended up with custody. And over those years, trying to manage a job and keep things going, finally, when his son was age 30, he was able to place him in a home that was in an in institution that could take good care of him and he felt comfortable about it. So Rick went back to work full time. Started working. Shortly thereafter, he was riding a bike and he gets hit by a metro bus. This time, he goes into a coma. Doesn't know if he's going to survive. He's in, he comes out of it saying, I can't believe I survived. And he started asking God, what is my purpose for me? What is, my, what is the purpose that you have for me, God? What is it? You must have something. A couple years later, still in the quest, somebody gave him a broken down bicycle and he fixed it all up. He got on it and started riding. 
That was in February of that year, the same year that we picked him up in July, because he was on a journey from his home in Dallas to go back to Portland, Oregon, thinking that on this trip, or when he got to where his mother's grave was, that he would be able to discover what God's purpose was for him. Well, we asked him if he wanted to ride with us, and so we rode and we exchanged stories, and it was just rich as can be. But when I left him, I said, Rick, you have been asking yourself, what is God's purpose for me? Stop it. And I told him, that's something that God's not going to answer him. That's something that ensues. You can't pursue that. I told him about what we had asked ourselves that morning. Can we be the answer to somebody's prayer today? I said, I don't know if you were an answer to our, I, I don't know if we were an answer to your prayers, Rick, but I do know that you are an answer to ours. And so we bid him adieu. And we stayed in touch with him all the way to when he got to Portland and a little bit thereafter. And we saw a mindset shift in him. But you know, it is that wonderful thing. And two other things I learned from him, I have to tell you. You know, I always continue to learn. But one was I asked him, how do you get up those hills? I mean, how do you continue to pedal in such heat and such extreme? He says, I just, when I have obstacles, I keep telling myself, I'm okay. I am okay. And I thought, wow, if we all had good self-talk. He said, I said, well, how do you start each day? He says, I start each day the same. Each day I start by thanking God for the new day. Because no matter what happened yesterday, I have a brand new day today. So you take all this learning, you put it together and you say, wow, how does that affect us now? It affects us in this way. Whose balloon are you chasing? Are you chasing your balloon? Are you chasing somebody else's balloon? As you change, chase others' balloons, you will, you will find yours. Look, we're all in this together. Let's make this week meaningful. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.